Okay, it was first NBA regular season game. Like, have you? How many times have you said it's it's your boy Kyle Goon in your life? It, whose boy couple. are you? <laughs> yeah, whose boy? Salt Lake Tribune, a Pulitzer <laughs> winning organization. <laughs> um, welcome to this <laughs> recorded thing that we do. Uh, I'm Aaron Falk here with. Kyle Goon, no Tony Jones. Tony got the gastric distress. <laughs> Angie is <laughs> running out right before the start of the recording. Angie is uh, Angie Treasure. I'm playing the part of Donovan Mitchell. Do you know? Do you know that Tony doesn't have pre-check? He's been a jazz beat writer for three years that doesn't have pre-check. He he knows he's going to get stopped when they have to take out his Xbox and <laughs> two controllers. If he had pre-check, I think you can. I think you can keep it in your bag if you have TSA pre-check. If, yeah, you can keep it in your bag if you have... You that seen alone the new rule? is worth the $95. The new rule is anything bigger than a phone you have to take out. I'm sure maybe pre-check's different, but... Pre-check is different. See, I don't, I don't travel anymore. I don't know anything. What about your rewards? What about your Marriott status? <laughs> it's, it's all it's going, going to, to waste. Ugh, the humanity. If beat writers <laughs> like talking about anything, it's hotel points and flights. That is true. Well, we're going to do like three hours of that in the middle of the season <laughs> about your, your favorite Marriott properties. Why you like Delta Club more lounges. than Southwest. Yes. M Club Lounge. Yes. Um, okay, so we have exactly one game. Is this a small sample size? <laughs> I think it's all we need, really. It feels like a small sample and size. Yeah. So, so did you see somebody tweeted at Tony in the first quarter, after the first quarter, it's like, is this a microcosm of the season? <laughs> <laughs> and, and Kurt said, Kurt, Kurt Gregthorpe zigged him on Twitter. It's like, it's actually the whole season. <laughs> That's perfect dad dad joke for Kurt Gregthorpe coming in. Set him <laughs> up, knock him down. Uh, okay, so the Jazz start poorly, finish strongly, and on their way to 82 and 0 as far as anyone can tell. What did, when you watched that game, I mean, did you have concerns? Do you have concerns after one game? I know they win. I know they beat the Denver Nuggets. Defense clamps down, but it didn't look good to start. Is no. that concerning to you, Angie? Yeah, I mean, I don't think Quinn Snyder led teams have allowed a lot of 30-point quarters in in his tenure. Um, especially when the calling card the tagline this whole time has been you know maintaining our defensive identity yeah you know Gordon Hayward's gone but we're still hanging our hat on our defense and then they give up 30 points to this Denver team who you know in the last 30 games of previous season were the t- number one offense in the NBA but and they're they're gonna score but mark me down is dubious that this Denver team's gonna work Mm-hmm. It's weird. I think that's a really flawed roster. But after giving up 30 points in the first, they ended up giving 13 in the in the final quarter, went on a 25-4 to four run, really clamped down. Behind, like, Udo, Cephalosha, 
Joe Johnson, the big three. Alec the, Burks. The Jazz is big three. <laughs> like, uh, I was looking at who was on the floor, the, and I was like, hmm, I can't say I saw this coming. It was a plus a, 20, plus minus club there. It was that, that, Ross, that lineup was plus 14 in four minutes. So <laughs> it, was, it was bananas. So I do think there's going to be a lot of nights this season where the offense doesn't click the way it did. I mean, they kind of just needed that run to, to – seal the deal so to speak but there's obviously the same concerns we had before still exist but mm-hmm. I don't I I don't think this is going to be a great Denver team I know it's one game but I'm ready to say it <laughs> <laughs> Angie with the Denver hot take I think that I actually thought that was interesting and probably encouraging because you know as, as you look at everybody in the west you're kind of wondering where do, where does everybody sack up and you know I think at least for the time being, you can say the Jazz are still ahead of, of the Denver Nuggets. And, and so if they're still a playoff team in, in my, in my you know, completely yeah, arbitrary I, I rankings. Mean, but. And, and there's kind of a big middle in the West, and, and they're kind of aligned with the Clippers and the Nuggets and the Timberwolves. Is, I know a lot of people think the Timberwolves are an automatic in, and they definitely had upgrades in the offseason, but I think you can characterize – the Jazz is being in that same realm. So it's a good sign that they were able to, I don't know if you could say soundly. I mean, it felt soundly at the end, but they pretty soundly beat the Nuggets. I will say, and, and um, this this is one something I pointed out, but somebody pointed out to me that, um, you know, it, it's, wor- it's worth noting that the Jazz can close out a game like that, um, that they have experienced guys like Tabo, um, I mean, Udo in a weird way, even though he hasn't been in the NBA for a couple of years. Best defensive player in the league. W- one of the best defensive players. In the world. In the world. <laughs> um, and, and, I mean, Joe Ingles, I mean, how, how much was Joe Ingles carrying the team last night when there were just rough stretches and he was just kind of, he was being the point guard a little bit. I mean, he was, he was creating, actually the second unit didn't do so well on that first go-round in the first half um, where Will Barton was just on fire, hitting his first six shots. Will Bard on fire. <laughs> Thanks. This is, listen, Kyle, <laughs> I need you to step up your pun game. All right, okay. And your jokes. I well, No, you've got is, the live tweeting down. This is why we have Andrew on the podcast today, <laughs> to shame you into better puns and jokes on the internet. Yeah, well, just, I could go the other way and be Bill Orham, so be careful Ooh, what you wish for. Listen, um, we don't want anyone to be but, Bill. But, so uh, that second unit didn't do too well in the first half, but, I mean, those guys are experienced. Those guys can play defense, and, and they have a little extra grit that I don't think um, Denver really has on the roster anywhere. I mean, just the, the experience kind of shown through in, in a, a way. But I would say my other takeaway from last night is show me when the Jazz really have an alpha scorer. They keep saying it's Rodney Hood. I mean, obviously the gastric distress, but he only made two shots obviously yesterday. Obviously the gastric distress was the working title of this podcast <laughs> for a while. I liked Quinn Snyder's remark after the game when he was like, I know the layman's term for what that is, but we're going to go with gastric distress. That, that was a nice insert there. But I, I just, Rodney Hood in the Times, I've seen him has never struck me as alpha dog scorer. Um, they act like he's, he's going to take that leap. Um, he only took four shots in the entire game in, in almost hurt. 18 minutes. Um, yeah, his tummy hurt. He, he, his second I don't shot. Do, I don't do anything when my tummy hurts. 
he only hit his second shot in the in the second half in the third quarter. So and he wasn't even on in the game at the end of the at the game. So I, I, I would just say right now, if as an outside observer, the Jazz still have to prove to me that they have a, a real scorer, a guy who's gonna go a bucket getter. A bucket was in honor of Tony Jones, rest in peace. Yo, you just need a guy who can get buckets. <laughs> Alec Burks can get buckets. Alec Burks? Tony's bucket never getter. Gonna be on this he podcast got buckets again. yesterday. So, so I will say, I, so I, I was not in the arena for the game. Yeah, you're dead I, to us. I, I, I was watching it at home, which allowed me to enjoy like the most emphatic and genuine. Craig Bowler, Jack Houdini call. (laughs) 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 After after Burks hits a couple of threes, I think Mitchell finds him on the wing. He goes. Baseline drive. Baseline, reverse layup. Craig Bowler, Jack was born to say Houdini. Can you give us an impression? Houdini! (laughs) (laughs) He 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 has an amazing voice. No it, one has a voice like Bowler. It's incredible. I, I, I work in the arena, and, and I'm right off of where, like, a sound booth is, and he'll come up and record things, and I'm like, what a gift. Just, <laughs> just a golden voice. I, like, he, he'll, like, shout out McDonald's, and I'm like, I am loving it right Yeah, now. right, like, right. I actually am. Right. He's incredible. Uh, but, but Alec Burke's bucket getter is where we were going, I think. Yeah, and like actually looked like he was playing within the system. I feel like I don't know. Listen, let's blame Gordon Hayward first of all. Also, rest <laughs> in peace. We're gonna talk about that later. But uh, he last season he never looked like he understood what was happening. His teammates didn't look like they knew how to play with him. I don't know if it's the new they're getting out and transition a little bit more. He's not stuck in the half court. I think he's that helps struggles in the half court. So I mm-hmm. don't know if that had anything to do with it. But usually I watch Alec with some frustration, and he played pretty damn well last night. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think that is it. The the emphasis on getting stops that lead to points, um, and not just on turnovers. I mean that. That really suits his game, and he's a guy who's who's gonna be running ahead of the crowd. And you know, if you're Donovan Mitchell, that's a, that's an easy pass when Alec Burks is that far ahead of the group, uh, and and he really hunts for that. I think that's that's what really turned it around. That there there is sort of an underrated fit with Burks, Udo, Cephalosha, Joe um, Johnson, Joe Johnson, and the rookie, and the rookie. I mean, th- those but those. Three guys, Donovan, Udo, uh, Cephalosha, I mean, all plus 20 players, they can get stops, and, and they can run. I mean, and Cephalosha, his transition game, I think people have admired it for a number of years, but I, I don't think it was appreciated how well he would fit into the vision of how the Jazz want to run their offense now. Yeah, and Quinn Snyder said before that Udo's been the big man who's run the floor the best. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he showed that. So if that can be kind of a run and gun and defend really well, um, I think it'll depend on what kind of backcourt they're matched up with. But um, yeah, I, it worked out better than I think any of us would have anticipated. For sure. How, I mean, how, how happy, Angie, were you for, for Alec Burks that night? You're, how you're, happy? You, you are the, the, you know, your 
you're, would you do you consider yourself a fan at this point or what? How would I've you, had a lot of people ask me this. Yeah, what's 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 your relationship with the Jazz? Because I, I want to know like, like what's, I'm not what's fair. I'm not dead inside, like Aaron. <laughs> um, I've definitely had to temper my fandom. Like obviously, you sit on press row, you can't be cheering, you can't be a crazy person, but like. I, I want the Jazz to do well, especially when you're right. I don't know if you feel any one way, but I feel like it's easier to write after a win. Certainly the mood is, the mood is up. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the players are easier to talk to. Um, well, here's my theory for, about Alec. New dad strength. It might be real. And Derek Favors Derek said after the well. game... Derek I mean, he's, he has points. girls, but, like, who cares if you have a girl? <laughs> Am I right, China? Uh, <laughs> so he has a new son that he had over the summer. Kyle feels victimized. The SEC is going to look into this podcast when we're done here. Uh, he said he it was the first time his son got to watch him play basketball, and, and he was mindful of that. So new dad strength? Yeah, I, I think it's... Rodney Hood better have a new baby. Joe, Joe just happened to have a huge year last year with the twins. I don't know. Maybe there's something right. To that. Gordon Hayward, new baby. It's no, it's no coincidence that all three of us are childless and all three of us are failures. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Aaron, I think. something it, else we want to talk about? I, I think we can safely say. Aaron, have a baby, and your Pulitzer is on the way. Agreed. Agreed wholeheartedly. Um, Angie, with the, with the tweet of the night, though, regarding Alec Burks. I got a lot of mentions that did not get it, didn't understand the joke. Did you see it, Goon? I, I don't recall it. I, I'm, I have mood when stuck in my head. Alec Burks is like a major off-season free agent. <laughs> yes, I did see that. Which... Dennis Lindsay called it. It's finally true. It's finally true. Two it or took, three years later. It took a couple seasons. Just but took time to matriculate. The, the backstory of Dennis Lindsay la- prior to last season, um, when they ha- or two seasons ago, right? Was it yeah. two seasons ago when they hadn't signed anyone really? And Dennis was like, you know, if you think about it, Alex back. That's like adding someone to the roster. And then he got hurt again. And last season, he was, I would say, not an impact player. He was, couldn't find his way into the rotation. But, like, I mean, last night was all we needed. He's back. <laughs> AB's back. Return of AB. Yeah. Mm. Uh, go for it, Goon. I was just going to say, it's interesting to me that Quinn almost called a shot there last night. I mean, he came in, and I don't know if you heard about this, but he, he comes into the room and then just starts talking like nobody asked a question before the game. And, he does that sometimes. And he he was saying, you know, I think, you know, you look at our roster, but there's guys who, um, you know, I've tried to protect, like Alec Burks. I, th- I think in some sense Quinn has tried to protect him from expectations because people have gotten excited that he's healthy again. Um, but he also said, I think I see him as maybe a guy like Joe Ingles last year who could outperform his role um, that we foresee for him. And and forge his own path, I think is what the really inspiring term Quinn used. Um, but Were people th- excited that Alec was healthy again? Tony was. Well. <laughs> Tony but, like, definitely so was. I mean, someone's injured for two straight seasons. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if fans were expecting much. Especially with all the Donovan Mitchell hype. and Yeah, it, yeah. it was a weird situation. Um, but, but I think 
My larger point is I think the Jazz are a team that are going to have to have like two or three of those guys. Like you're going to need to see that more consistently from Alec. You're going to need to see Donovan's sort of surpass rookiness, which, which you know he had he had some ups and downs yesterday. He was a full on rookie last night. He was that a, was a he was straight a rookie up last rookie night. experience. And he, he actually said afterward, I, "I got to find out it was not preseason." So, <laughs> so good analysis there. It gave himself a C minus. So um, we have to take him out of the Kyle Kuzma Hall of Fame at this point, or <laughs> he yeah. got plum lead real hard a couple times. Yeah, well, he took what eleven shots. 11 shots, made three, three, and he said, you know, probably a couple times I tried to force my way in, and at Louisville that would work in the NBA. It does not work. He said that the the Denver bench turned to him and said, you're not going to get those calls, rookie. Like, <laughs> this is – you're not going to get that. So no. don't expect to – Is that Trey Lyles saying that or who, who? – Does Trey Lyles speak? <laughs> Do you want to hear my, my too mean to tweet Trey Lyles joke from last night? <laughs> yes. Uh – I was going to tweet, Trey Lyles should feel real comfortable getting garbage time in Vivint Smart Home Arena. Ooh. That's me. That was too mean to tweet. It, it was. But I'll say it here. Because <laughs> no one will listen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> one of my relatives will listen. Hi, Marin. She'll be really disappointed. Tony. Happy, happy, happy birthday. Happy belated birthday, Marin. A <laughs> um, lot of, lot of uh, Leo DiCaprio gifts at Trey Lyles afterward. I don't like the joke everyone expects that was too expected that's all i have is the joke everyone you didn't expects. no that's not you general general jazz fans okay basic basic jazz fans <laughs> basic af can i basic go AJ. can i ask a question that's tangential you may did you see the jazz tweet that no no pomegranates no i i totally missed that what is that rudy blocked Jokic, and they tweeted, no pomegranates. Is that... Is that like the state, or the like national fruit of his native land? I have no idea. I saw that, and I had no idea what that meant. No pomegranates. But we do have Matt Sanchez, head of the social media, (laughs) calling in right now. Matt, (laughs) tell us what you mean. We're going to have to, uh, you know what? Actually, if you search no P-O-M... No pomegranates comes up pretty fast. In Google? If it's Urban Dictionary, you probably can't read it. It's, there's a video. I don't know. I will say Tony. It's a meme. It's a meme. Tony is one of those people that is definitely stoking the Jokic, Gobert comparison fire. Well, there was that infamous column last season. Yeah, yeah, that that was a weird one. I, I read that one. That was Rudy a Gobert's one. a stiff. I think you could argue like Jokic is way more uh, of a fit in today's NBA. Like I don't have a problem with with that argument. He's great. I, yeah, he's he's good. I think the pendulum has swung a little too far the other direction. I mean, he's obviously he's six ten. He's not really undersized, but I mm-hmm. think saying Rudy Gobert doesn't have value. Means yeah, you haven't watched him. That's ridiculous. Like I get it that, I mean, he's not Roy Hibbert. He's not slow moving, you know, no touch guy. Like there's still value to the dunker, and if you don't think there is, then I don't know what to tell it's you. A, I mean, it's Rudy, a pick and roll league. Yeah. Yeah. He rolls. 
He's, he's seven hard. for nine last night. I mean, the guy's a converter. Like, the, the shots he takes. Utah loves yeah. converters. <laughs> <laughs> it's. Shout out. Shout out to Mormonism. Thro- <laughs> shout out to Mormonism. And shade at Troy Williams on that one. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, are you guys going to have. You guys are rails. never going to have me back, it's are getting you? off the rails. But like the gastric distress. If everyone, <laughs> if everyone could dunk, they would. It's the most efficient shot in basketball, and he ma- made his free throws, and he just impacts the way both teams play. I just don't know how you can say, you know, Jokic is is an incredible passer. He had ten last night. He had as many as Ricky Rubio, um, who hit three thousand career assists last night. But. Um, He's he's got incredible value. It remains to be seen if he's a decent defender. I think when people want to compare the two, um, my argument is always Rudy Gobert's a better two-way player than Jokic. Jokic is an incredible offensive player and almost a non-factor on defense. Rudy is a high-impact defensive player, and last season proved he's an offensive threat like he, mm-hmm. he's not someone you don't have to guard at all like he he averaged 14 points last season like that's not nothing yeah and he was the jazz leading scorer last night yeah he had 18 last night i will say i think Jokic and Millsap. i think one of the keys to that first half where the nuggets scored 58 points was just spacing i mean i, f- I felt like the jazz really had a lot of trouble um sort of trying to figure out how to to guard both those guys and that was something Mike Malone mentioned pregame that he was looking at he was hopeful that you know they would draw Rudy out a little bit and force him to do some some one-on-one rather than you know have him help from under the rim um and uh you know I I think Rudy figured it out I don't think it was his best game yesterday either no Um, but he had 18 and 10 but he had 18 and 10 so I think they figured it out, but I, I do think Denver is a team that can create kind of weird spacing choices because of the dynamics of Millsap and, and Jokic, two guys who can play a little inside, a little outside when it comes to offense. Yeah, and I think if if we saw weaknesses from Rudy last season, it was guarding stretch fives. Mm. Like, he got lit up by Myers Leonard. Heaven forbid that ever happens <laughs> to anyone. Uh, did he play last night, by the way? I don't think so. In the Blazers' 50-point win over the Suns. Suns are real bad. Earl Watson's yeah. not going to make it out of there this season. Those John uh, Wooden stories only take you so far. <laughs> did you hear? He played at UCLA. Did you know that? <laughs> really? Did you hear what uh, what uh, Ricky said after he was told about the 3,000 assist mark? Uh-uh. Just 12,000 more to reach Stockton. <laughs> <laughs> he knows his market. Well, hey, how, savvy. About, how about this double-digit assist for Ricky Rubio? Something... No jazz player did last, which is insane. Last season, yeah, which is insane, and insane for this market where everybody like just wants to look at that. And there's a lot stat. of people who would have liked to they have George look, Hill back. Is oh, for thing. sure, they want to they want to look at that stat, and they want to look at Stockton Malone didn't miss games <laughs> for Sorto. <laughs> yeah, they would have played. <laughs> they would have played through that Gordon Hayward ankle injury. Oh, should we talk about that? Yeah. Yeah. I can still see it every time I close my eyes. Did like, you watch it live or? No. I was I, driving I, yeah, home. Yeah, I watched it back, yeah. But I saw it a lot. I I still have not watched the video. I've seen a photo. Um, 
it's if grotesque. you've seen if you've seen the photo, it's just as bad as the video. Like, cause he feel like. <laughs> well, yeah, definitely. I mean, the video. I only watched it one time because that's all I could take. But the video was just Gordon rolling around on the floor and it's kind of limply, you know, hanging, dangling there. Yeah, I mean, it's people said they thought his shoe was turned, like his shoe had fallen off, and it was like, oh no, his foot's still in there. <laughs> The photo I can, like, mentally compartmentalize and maybe believe that it's photoshopped. (laughs) Because didn't someone photoshop Kevin Ware's bone poking out when that wasn't real? I I think someone, like, that sounds like a bit of Reddit (laughs) nonsense. They're like, look, his bones are showing. Yeah, Gordon Hayward, out for the season. Prayers up, man. Even though people in Boston were like, he could be back in eight weeks. Did you see that? Okay, it's just a rotated ankle. Last night, Woj, I got an alert on my phone that was like, Woj says Gordon Hayward's out for the year. I'm like, well, yeah. But then I saw a bunch of Boston media tweets. They're like, wow, that's crazy. I'm like, did you see what I saw? I mean, they're saying there's no ligament damage, which doesn't seem right. Possible. Right. Anatomically correct. If your foot, yeah. if your foot does a hard left when your body s- stays the same I direction. What, what did you think of? Um, I, I guess how would you gauge jazz fan reaction to to that moment? Obviously, <laughs> shout out to Marin again. <laughs> I think hers was the only pettiness I really saw. Really, and that's what I, that's, that's kind of what I what <laughs> she I for, she never forgives. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, my and I, I follow only a small number of, of... You follow way too many people. Well, okay. But I follow a smaller, you know, swath of it than, than Cross-section. is out there. Yeah. But I didn't really get the sense that people were, were piling on or happy. No. But I got a lot of, like, people like, no matter what, you should not be happy about this, which I kind of thought was implied in humanity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy I someone's could, foot was nearly I torn from their... Wrong. They, yeah, like, there was, like, a little bit, like... Not there, like this. There was like a, uh, this injury is really pushing past all the distaste I have for <laughs> Gordon Hayward. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. I think, again, human decency would, would dictate, like, you're not happy someone is losing their livelihood potentially over something. I think ja- jazz, fan- Max. Ja- jazz fans <laughs> wanted Gordon to fail, but not like this. Yeah. I think that's safe to say. It's not like they were like, oh, I hope Gordon goes and wins a championship and with on the a play which the Jazz like really built Gordon part of Gordon Hayward's offensive game. I mean that's that's a play I think Andy B pointed out that yeah he's been undercut before and been he was not before. afraid to do it. And problem is just, you yeah. run up against Jay Crowder and one LeBron James yeah. and you're gonna get pushed over a little bit. Yeah, it's would you uh. Did you see the the memorial, the Gordon Hayward memorial <laughs> out in front of the arena? Apparently that was not done out of kindness. Really? Yeah. They were just waiting for like the Virgin Mary candle to tip they, over and set the they, jersey on fire. <laughs> they were they were doing it as a mock memorial. Oh. Turns out it wasn't like I mean, Everything's anytime anytime now. you buy a like religious candle at Macy's, I think you probably have to assume it was not done kindly. But I don't know. I think they hit up Harmons. Yeah. That's, well, shame. Shame. <laughs> shame on them, then. Yeah. No, I don't <laughs> think you could. You can't be happy about that. Like, that's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. It. I mean, yeah. I, I think the other thing that may come across, and I'm somewhat speculating here, um, 
You Feel know, free. I mean, no one's listening. You you look at the teammates and and the the former teammates and what they were saying on social media, what they said the next day of practice, how, how they reached out. I think there may be an element where Gordon realizes a little bit the the support of the community he left behind and and the teammates that really appreciated him and and I mean that that's speculation but I think that that could be something that maybe he's thinking about in a couple of days and I'm not saying it would change his mind but I think he may appreciate that it definitely yeah, took a, it took a lot of the bite out of yeah everything. like when he comes back now I don't think he's gonna if he would have come back in March the fans would have eviscerated you know it would have been a hostile environment not saying the next the, the next time he shows up in a in a Celtics jersey it's gonna be warm and fuzzy but like I don't know I think it's hard to yeah be that mad I don't and can I just say I got a little verklempt when Snyder said that Gordon called him coach he was like thanks coach and he's like I know I'm not his coach anymore but we still have that bond no crickets I want okay that with someone you can call him Kyle and, coach him and Jeremy coach. Evans coach goon um anything else I I Ricky Rubio, Ricky Rubio's hair, his energy, Swarthy. his terrible shooting, anything. You can't look at that shot directly. <laughs> you know, you can kind of catch it in your periphery, but there's something about looking straight at it. we got to go to the, the planetarium and see if they have any more of those eclipse glasses left. <laughs> I like that Kyle Goon's handwriting looks like the Zodiac Killer. Can we talk about that? That, that is not at all accurate. I actually just watched that movie, David Fincher, David Fincher shout Joint. Out, shout out to David Fincher. <laughs> Big time listener of the podcast. Have you watched Mindhunters yet? I haven't. I haven't. You should hit that up next. Uh, Netflix original. David Fincher directed. It all looks. It's all dark and green. That's the main hallmark. Well, this podcast was sponsored by Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess I guess that's it. Unless you guys want to keep babbling. I th- I'd like to hear Angie's Tony impression one, one more time. Yo, Alec can get buckets. <laughs> I'm just going to listen to that forever and ever. 